Death by Video. Hi. I and you are. Oh, I just have to introduce. My uh, well, maybe they can guess from my voice if they've listened to other episodes of DBV. Who are you? I'm being aloof. Vanessa. And Philip. Yay! And we're here in the lineup for Jeremiah Terminator Leroy. It's the final film I'll be seeing this year at TIFF, number 15 of 15. And uh, anyways, the fun of doing this live in line. So uh, since I last recorded, I've seen, let's see, uh, The Standoff at Sparrow Creek, which I didn't like that much, uh, Cold War, which I liked a lot. And Vanessa, you saw Cold War too. I did. And what did you think of it? I liked it. I did. <laughs> it was really good. It was uh, Polish, black and white, about two musicians during the Cold War. Uh, it got a lot of hype at Cannes, and it, um, it should get a... I, I think it's probably a lock for at least a nomination for Best Foreign Film Oscar. Would you agree? Um, I, yeah, sure. It has, a, it has a good shot, I think. I mean, he's, been, he's won Pavel Paklowski. I can't pronounce this. I have to see his name on a piece of paper to, pro to pronounce it. Yeah. Anyways, he... Won an Oscar for Ida or Ida um, a few years ago. So Another black and white film. His second Oscar, could could be, yeah. Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, I've I've got high hopes for it. Um, I also saw, let's see, In Fabric wasn't that night. Was that that night? No. What did I see? Midnight. Oh, I saw The Man Who Feels No Pain. No, no, that's what I saw. Oh, last night. The Man Who Feels No Pain, which was an awesome, fun. It was the first uh, movie from India ever to play Midnight Madness at TIFF. And uh, it was it was interesting because it was a kind of a kung fu movie, kind of not about a, a boy who's born without the ability to feel pain. His only weakness is dehydration because he can't feel himself getting thirsty. So he constantly has to wear like a backpack with like a hose attached to it to drink water. And then in the main fight at the end, anytime like he got thirsty, he just collapsed. And then there's a great moment where like it's like the movie's like, oh my god, all hope is lost. And then it starts to rain because he's lost his water bottle, he's lost all that stuff, and he finally like he drinks up his water. And at a certain point, he takes his shirt off and wrings it out and drinks the water that's, like, trapped in his shirt. It's pretty awesome and funny. It had a great soundtrack. And the, uh, the filmmaker clearly loves movies. Like, everything in it was a reference to something else, but not obnoxiously so. And then uh, yesterday, I saw the new Jean-Luc Godard film. I don't know if film is the right term for it. Uh, it won an award at Cannes, which was a special award stating there's nothing else like it in the festival. Uh, it's called The Image Book, and it's a collage of other works that he did some voiceover for. He, interestingly enough, did his own uh, translation, and it apparently was not accurate. He just did it like a word-for-word word through a dictionary. Uh, but yeah, so are you excited to see Jeremiah Terminator Leroy? I am. Um, I haven't seen... There's a documentary. Yep. Yeah, have you seen the doc? No, I haven't seen the doc. That was directed by Jeff Fierzeg, someone Fierzeg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who I worked with many, many years ago. I'd love to see the documentary. Um, so actually, I'm happy that I'm going in a little cold. I don't know too much about the author I don't know I know a little bit about the story um, but not a lot so um, and I know Laura Dern and Kristen Stewart are the lead actors yeah two of my favorite working actresses Phil are you excited for Jeremiah Terminator Leroy I am yeah I haven't um, I don't know a whole lot about the story but I like going into movies cold I don't want to I don't want too much advanced knowledge because I feel like it's a pure more pure experience than you know having all this like prior knowledge about a film I agree and that's what's great about Tiff walking in cold alright so with that we'll be back afterwards with our thoughts on the film and a wrap up on the festival and we're back so uh, we got out of um, Jeremiah Terminator Leroy a couple hours ago we went for a walk we had, uh, we had some dinner we had some uh, delicious frozen almond milk type beverage 
Um, we talked about it a little bit. So, guys, uh, just right off the bat, what are your you know initial thoughts on on the film? I think we were all kind of mixed on it a bit. Yeah, it was like it was. You you kind of have to. I don't know. It's more about characters and story than like pure cinema mm-hmm. as a film. Yeah, yeah, Vanessa. So fun. Sorry, no, I. I always do this. I had to uh, Google Laura Albert because I forgot what she looked like. I mean, we just saw Laura. And the photo, the photo was pretty much spot on. That's her. Well, the outfit. They really yeah, yeah. yeah. The outfit the man, down. Yeah. Even the gloves and the hat. Anyways, I was just checking. Anyways, I can't. Mm-hmm. I was curious to. I wanted to see the resemblance between Laura Dern and uh, Laura Albert, who port- Laura played. <gasps> Laura Dern played Laura Albert in the movie we just saw. JT Leroy. Yeah, so the film starred uh, Laura Dern as Laura Albert, who is the character that writes the the writes under the pseudonym Jeremiah Terminator Leroy, and Kristen Stewart played uh, Savannah, who is the real Savannah was actually in attendance with the director Justin Kelly, and uh, she wrote the book that the movie is based on, and she portrayed Jeremiah Terminator Leroy as like a real person. Um, I think. The interesting thing is that, like, the whole film was shot in Winnipeg and none of us had any idea. So, like, a lot of it was interiors, people talking inside. The film also starred Diane Kruger as a, um, a actress-director named Ava who was based upon Agia Argento, who I think they... I could see why Agia wouldn't, like, give her name to the piece because it was not a flattering portrayal whatsoever. Courtney Love also had a brief cameo in it as well, which is interesting because I think Courtney Love was involved with the original... Uh, during the original time period. I think she might have even been in um, in Ozzy Argento's uh, movie. It's funny um, the uh, the the fictional character Jeremiah Jeremiah Terminator Leroy. We'll just call him JT Leroy. JT, yeah, JT looks um, when Kristen Stewart's dolled up like JT. She looks like someone in that Kurt Cobain kind of realm, you know. And it kind of makes sense that Courtney Love would be somehow connected with that. Like she, it just seems like. I don't know. It's like a spiritual connection between the two. Yeah. Courtney, a fan of the books? I wonder if she, I mean, she, like a lot of musicians like Tom Waits and, well, Winona Ryder. And, you know, there was a bunch of celebs and, uh, yeah, who were fans of the, uh, of Laura's or of JT Leroy um, at the time. Right. I wonder if Courtney was one of those, one of those celebs. I believe she was. Uh, I think it's also interesting to, to point Kirk, well, I think it was after Kirk Cobain. Like oh, there was, was def- but there was definitely a grunge feeling to to uh, J T. Leroy, like the way that they wrote about he wrote about growing up in a, on a truck stop with his mother as a prostitute in the 1990s, because um, the character was supposed to be like 18 or something when uh, he wrote his first book in 2001, uh, which was the book Sarah, which was allegedly about his mother but fictionalized. But it was all written by Laura it, James. It's so difficult to keep track of who all the characters are because there's layers upon layers upon layers um but on the whole like i think we were all kind of mixed on it like i personally felt the film was a bit uneven yeah did you want to elaborate on that (laughs) uh not really i mean like it it felt like the the thing is it tried to cram in so much story because the real savannah said like she portrayed jt Leroy from age 18 to 25 so that's a seven-year period whereas in the movie it almost feels like the whole thing takes place over like a year like it feels very compressed time-wise so i don't even know it's just it's so hard to cram in all that stuff and like the emotional arc that happens is so quick as well like the connections between um Savannah and Ava uh, seem to have like come up over like over out of nowhere very quickly and then been over very quickly. Um, 
Right, but then I guess you you got to take into consideration her mo- her intentions, like Ava's intentions, because she she had um, she wanted to direct a film about, or sorry, direct the film, a film based on on the book. Uh, well, the book the book being, what was the book? Sarah, Sarah, but in reality, that's not the real name. One of the books, one of Laura Albert's books. It, it was the second Laura Albert book. It was the hardest de- de- deceitful above all things. The hardest deceitful, yeah, above all things. No, no, yeah, no. So, 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 like I think later in the film at Con, we just we find out that you know was she really into J. Taylor Boy or was it just all like an act to sleep or. Well, basically, I'm not. Oh, are we spoiling? Is we, yeah, we have spoilers for everything. Okay, I couldn't remember. So, yeah, sorry, it's a bit confusing because we're not going through scene by scene. But later in the film, when JT Leroy flies to Paris to meet Ava, uh, or sorry, Savannah, who's posing as JT Leroy, she flies to Paris to meet Ava, who's a French actress who's uh, a big fan of the books. They kind of hook up. They have like a when a tryst, if tryst. you would. Uh, I don't know if it was that steamy, but it was like in the well, garden. Boys don't cry moment. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it, it all happens so quickly. So he, uh, sorry, uh, Savannah goes there with, um, with Lord. Laura Albert. Al- Laura Albert. Who plays. Under control, under disguise as Speedy. Speedy. JT Leroy's British literary agent, which makes very little sense. Uh, Cockney accent? Was it? it was just a bad British accent. It was just a bad British accent. Anyways, everything does move quickly. And so. I think maybe that's what you meant in terms of like just the relationships they don't build over time. However, I liked the relationship between uh, sorry, I liked the relationship between Kristen Stewart, uh, Savannah, Kristen Stewart plays Savannah, um, and uh, the boy that she meets um, at a restaurant that she waitresses at. It does. That feels like it was actually the most real relationship in the movie. However, it was so had the least amount of screen time. True. Like even uh, the character of her brother, God, Jeff, 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 yeah, was uh, with Laura Albert. Like they're supposed to be like these, you know, dedicated lovers. But it does they. There's nothing really about them that makes it seem why they're together at all. Where well, Laura well, Dern is seems like she's a decade out of his league or more. Well, that was that was the, in reality the real Laura Albert was like a decade older than, if not more than, uh, than Jeff in real life. Yeah, I was gonna say it felt like uh, so they were they're in a band, Jeff and uh, Laura Twist and Scream, and it feels like it's the 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 band that's well the music that they're making together. They're both starving artists. Um, well, I mean, sorry, she's got her books, um, but I don't know how well they had done at that time. Like she was the, the books had done well. It's just she she was bad with money, so she used money on liposuction. Oh right, okay. So I was saying in the photos, it's interesting because Laura Dern has had. No, sorry, I'm 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 going on a tangent here, but we had a discussion earlier today about Laura Dern and how she looks incredible for her age, and she has had no plastic surgery as far as we know, and so for her to be playing someone who has had a lot of plastic surgery done is an interesting choice, casting choice. Um, but anyways, sorry, back to that though. I feel like the band was the only thing really keeping them together. Like there wasn't a lot of it was felt passionless to me that relationship, and she was so consumed with um, the character and the books that. I don't think she gave, like, it almost like she started kind of neglecting him, it felt like, later in the film. She got so wrapped up in that oh, she totally did. life. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, it's interesting yeah. because the the whole JT Leroy thing, like, it's just sort of dropped on us. Like, there's nothing like, oh, I want to write a book, which I figured would happen. But it was just sort of like, she offhand mentions, like, in, on a cab ride home, like, just imagine if these guys knew I was JT Leroy. And you're like, what? It's already written. It's already out. And then she, like, tells Savannah, like, oh, yeah, I wrote under the pseudonym. And uh, it's become a New York Times bestseller. Um, 
but yeah, like I, I felt it was really uneven. And like as much as we're jumping around, it feels like the movie jumps around too. Because all of a sudden things are good, things are bad. They're here, they're in Paris, they're in you know Tennessee for the shooting of the film. Sarah, Back to San Francisco. Yeah, a lot of it San, San Francisco. It does. Yeah. It does feel like it sets up a lot of things that that it, it doesn't fully pay off. They like trying to cram. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, they were. They were. I mean, it, it it like so many films that are autobiographical in nature. You know, there's all these sort of little plot lines that get picked up and then discarded. Like there was a whole thing about the humiliation of being exposed at the end that felt like it was kind of breezed over. Um, oh, it totally was because it jumps a year forward and then it's all forgotten. Yeah, yeah it's just like, oh, yeah, and well, everything's okay. But I'm like, well, how did everything become okay? Mm-hmm. You know, like we get it. We live in a world where, where any publicity is good publicity. But, you know, show us something. Teach us something about human nature instead of glossing over things like in, in a series of plot points. Right. Yeah, no, you're right, yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say, and it, it all came down to, I guess, a photo that was, someone took a photo of Savannah um, on the street and then made a connection between, I mean, I yeah, made a connection well, well, it's between because that photo and then the, 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 all the press that J, J.T. Leroy had done and said, oh, these two people look really similar, and that's what started. Well, I think there was that scene where the guy recognizes her in the restaurant because he met her I in L.A. Yeah. and was like, oh, JT and she's like no I'm sorry you must have the wrong person you think that was the guy who yeah he was a journalist that wanted to interview her yeah okay yeah no no I remember that scene well but it's such a quick scene and then it just jumps right back into you know whatever uh I I don't actually remember where that scene was in the in like in the film like I know it happened near the end but I'm just trying to remember if the breakup well it felt like a breakup between Kristen Stewart or sorry I'm calling Kristen Stewart Savannah's Sorry, Savannah and um, the guy. I actually don't remember his name, and I feel really bad. The boyfriend. Um, it felt like a breakup. Did it happen before or after when she confesses that she that she f***ed Ava? <laughs> now I have to bleep. Uh, that she slept with Ava. That doesn't help me. Confesses. It's all good. It's when she confesses, when when Savannah confesses that to her boyfriend that she slept with Ava in Paris. I think that happened afterwards. It's okay. I, I can bleep out your sorry, curse word. Sorry. It's no, okay. I'm trying. That's a, you, you just cut. I'll head. just bleep it out. I'm trying not to edit these too much, oh, really? but yeah. So I mean, I think we're all getting to the point where, like, yeah. the film we liked elements of it, but we were frustrated by its. I I it, I think it's one of those things where the underlying story is so fascinating mm-hmm. that it makes up for a lot of the shortcomings in the filmmaking itself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some shoddy green screen. The performances were good. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of uh, Laura Dern and Kristen Stewart, so, you know. Yeah, and I'm also a fan, also of Diane Kruger as well, who played Ava. It's just, it's so, I couldn't turn off because every time she was on screen, I'm like, this is supposed to be Asia Argento, and that's not how she is or how she was at that time, because I read extensively about her, because that was her second feature film that she directed. She first directed Scarlet Diva in 2000 or 99, and then she did The Hardest Deceitful Above All Things in 2004. Um, But yeah, I mean, continue, Phil. Hi. Okay, sorry, I cut you off. How does it work? Are we... (laughs) Are we just giving you our opinion or like, because are you going to, are you going to go, because this film hasn't been released yet in theaters, so. No, I'm just, it's just going to be. Spoiling. Well, we already spoiled. Everything that we say is on this, this podcast is considered a spoiler. So yeah, so it's just our feelings right now and then that'll be that. So, and the composer, I don't remember his name. It was the director, um, Justin Kelly. Uh, he made a film called I Am Michael, who I haven't seen the film. It played at Sundance. He's made a few other films. Um, I'm not sure if this is the first. It sounds like this is the first time he's worked with Kristen Stewart and Laura Dern. 
I believe so as well. He mentioned in the Q&A that um, he uh, had already cast Kristen Stewart when the documentary by Jeff Feerzyk had been released, and he was a bit nervous because he was like, oh, no, now there's a documentary out, and I haven't haven't yeah. even shot my film yet. Um, so he was a bit nervous, but then when he saw it, he, meant, he said, you know, the film's great, but it's mostly to told through Laura Albert, and it's sort of an overview of the whole, like, basically from... I guess when she wrote the books and then all the way to her being exposed. Um, and so this this film is, is told from a different perspective, um, told from Savannah's perspective, who who portrayed J.T. Leroy. So it's a different perspective. And it's as he said in the Q&A, it's complementary to um, the documentary. So I have not seen the documentary. None of us have. And I would like to see it to get another perspective on what happened. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Oh, I'd like to see it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the film overall, like, like so many films that I've seen recently, it lacks stylistic flourish. You know, it has solid performances. Actors are still doing their jobs, but for some reason, there's, um, I don't know, I don't know what it is about about a lot of films I've seen lately, but there's sort of like this okay, let's just get shots of the actors and make sure that they're in the frame and they're acting. You know, it, it doesn't feel like they're like, okay, well, how are we going to tell this story and how is that going to enhance the story? There isn't, it doesn't seem like that question's being asked. One thing they did is, um, uh, I guess, what would you call it? Like, um, I'm trying, like a, like a, 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 a device, a storytelling device, or a, they, they had Laura Dern... Um, or it was Laura Dern and Kristen Stewart, like, uh, read, not read, but, like, voiceover, um, saying, uh, sorry, um, saying, saying, they were saying she was from the book, from the book, right? Mm -hmm. Sarah, Sarah, yes. it's not really called Sarah, but yeah. No, but, like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the real book is called, you mentioned it earlier. Actually, no, the real book is called Sarah. I got it wrong. It's just, it's just the thing is, as Argento, Argento adapted The Hardest Deceitful Above All Things, the second book by J.T. Leroy. Oh, it's the second book. So it was a different book, but they used Sarah. So, sorry, what I was going to say is they, um, they use the, they use that. There's a bit of voiceover, but, um, I mean, I thought that the music was, I, I actually thought the music worked nicely, um, the like the instrumental score. Um, a lot of good early aughts music. I heard some, uh, who was Andy it? Dandy Warhols. Dandy Warhols were in it. And then um, La Tigra. has been used a lot. Not in a long time. And then it, and it ended with um, Holes Celebrity Skin. And the credits. Highly appropriate. Yeah. Highly appropriate. That, that Actually, out. I just found a photo of Courtney Love with the real JT Leroy and Laura, yeah. um, which, I mean, it makes a heck of a lot of sense. So she was that they're they're all in the same zone with each other. I would think so. All right, guys. So let's wrap this up. So final thoughts on Jeremiah Terminator Leroy. Phil, go. Uh, definitely go see it. I think it's a really interesting story, and for the story alone, it's worth seeing. Mm -hmm. Vanessa. Um, I I enjoyed it. Um, but like I think I maybe was. I wanted more than I got, but I kind of, I went in not knowing too much. So I, um, I was, uh, I don't know. I think it speaks a lot to, uh, like just a identity and asking questions about like, cause I feel like we all asking questions about like the self and, um, you know, just this notion of feeling, I'm, I'm trying to sound smarter than I am, but like, 
you know, you like she was saying, you know, you, you're given this body and then you have like a personality and sometimes those two don't connect. And so um, this idea of, I don't know, she had this idea of this character being a certain way and she wasn't happy with who she was. I didn't, she, she felt like I can't expose myself. I can't tell my story. I have to say it through someone else. I don't know, something about sort of... Um, about escaping your own body. Trusting yourself. Yeah, and, and taking ownership of who you are. I yeah, don't know. I mean, I think, I think the film's about how it's possible to not only be more than one person, but it's also for more, possible for more than one person to be a single person. Um, and how identity is so much in the eye of the beholder. Um, you know, and, and we all want our own sense of identity we can own, but we're already being given identity by other people, and those two might clash. Right, the idea of, like, the way people see us versus how we see ourselves, and there could be a big disconnect there. And also doing something, like, doing something that's so outside of, like, who you really are. So, like, Kristen's story, in a way, that character, Savannah, it, I mean, you could call it performance art on some level, I think, what she did. I think she did, the character even did reference it as performance art during the film. Yeah. Oh, in the film. Right, right. And, and, and I think there was, um, she was fine. She was like 19 or something, she said, when it, when it started. So she was, those were formative years for her. I'm repeating what was said in the Q&A and, and just sort of figuring out who she was. So it was a coming of age. It's a coming of age film because it's told from the perspective of Savannah. Um, so it's, it's less about Laura. Laura's almost like sort of a, a supporting character and it's more seen through the eyes of Savannah. Like a stranger walks so. into town. It's that old cliche, a stranger walks into town. And in this case, it's Savannah walking into Laura's life and being swept up in her scheme to make JT Leroy real. Exactly. So on that note, that wraps up TIFF for another year. It's been, a, it's been an interesting festival for sure. I mean, the highlights for me were In Fabric and Cold War. They were my two favorites. I also really dug The Legend of the Demon Cat and uh, the film Zan, a.k.a. Killing. I also thought that the, uh, the film that won the People's Choice Award for Midnight Madness was, uh, which actually just got announced. It's uh, The Man Who Feels No Pain from India, which is a fun, fun two and a half hours. And yeah, so on the whole, thank you very much for being here, guys, with me today. So for Death by Video. Hi, I'm Phil. I'm Vanessa. And I've been Graham saying, please be sure to rewind and we will see you next time. Keep watching awesome movies. Good night.
Deine Tor.